That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. He says, I could go on, but no, you are making a difference. I'll leave it for history to decide if you're adding value. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Bill. I'm Cecil Davis. And you know, we're just trying to have a conversation without Googling or fact-checking. Those things can kill the conversation and they can stunt creativity. Yes. And that is why we uh, had the ribbon cutting today on the new That Don't Sound Right Camel City Studios Creative, Creative Center. Center. That's right. And so well, it, was a virtu- it was a virtual ribbon cutting. <laughs> virtual. So virtual center also. <laughs> it, it's also they don't really don't know we're using it as the Creative Center for the, the podcast. But we realized that this place had been the birthplace of many of the ideas for the podcast. Right. If you don't know what it is, the 421 Grill right. in Colfax, North Carolina. It's a place where you can get a couple of things you probably wouldn't expect to get. First, you usually can get meatloaf. Yes. Second, you can get unleaded fuel without ethanol. Yes. And the third thing you can get is about any kind of disc you need for disc golf. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. That it's, I mean, it's a huge you know what I think selection of disc golf. Why they have that is right. they're very close to a, a big disc golf. Right. There's course. a big yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, you can also get. Uh, my favorite hog sauce there is called Hog Sauce. Okay. It's a local guy. He, he's kind of like the podcast a little bit. He started making this sauce and selling it himself just to Do you have there. some here? I do have some. Do you here. have some in that refrigerator? I have some in that refrigerator. Maybe the refrigerator is making some noise because it doesn't like the hog sauce. <laughs> but you can get the hog sauce there. I don't um, think I've tried the hog sauce. Yeah. I actually met him there at 421 one time. But anyways, we got the new Creative Center uh, open. But we have to have tonight... An emergency mailbag We're session. We're calling an emergency mailbag session. If we had some kind of sound effects, we'd probably have a siren going. You got any we do have sound there? effects over there. We have the applause button. Yeah, let's not do that. But we have uh, an official United States Postal Service mailbag. Who brought this to us? Sent to us by the official haberdasher of That Don't Sound Right, David Bryant. Mailed me. It's got a tear weight, tear weight of 0.7 pounds. So this thing weighs almost a pound in and of itself. And so it's got the uh, official uh, locking mechanism. So it's a drawstring with a. Oh, you have the ability to lock this. So thing. I can put a padlock on it. Yeah. And um, there's just no way a razor blade could get through this. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's impervious <laughs> to anything. So now we've got us a prop, a real prop for the mailbag, but we'll kick the mailbag off with, um, I think, listener number one. From listener number one, Scott, he writes in, yes, TDSR has changed my life. And if you haven't listened to the podcast and wondered what the letters TDSR, that's just short for that don't sound right. Anyway, he writes, yes, TDSR has changed my life. 
I now see rubber ducks in Jeeps all of the time where I had never seen them before. Episode 100. I can imagine a world without man-made ice, although I don't like it, but I can imagine it. Episode 111, into the Ice Age. DEF, D-E-F, stands for diesel exhaust fluid, Yes, is for sale practically everywhere, but I never noticed it before. Before that episode, I would have put exhaust fluid in the same category as blinker fluid. Episode 102, ABCs of DEF, which I thought was a really pretty creative title myself. That was a good title. You know, I, yeah. I'm with him. I, I had seen DEF, I had seen it, and I thought it was... Windshield wiper fluid. Oh, really? I did. A special kind of fluid. Because it said deaf blue, and okay. I was thinking it was some kind of special windshield wiper And you noticed it was expensive, and you had to yes. buy, it, buy the five gallons. And, and I was like, why would somebody pay that much? It must be really good windshield wiper. <laughs> Anyways, back to Scott. He writes, he continues, my Google search history, he apologizes for, you know, Googling, but my Google search history now shows a dramatic uptick in the words Rome and Roman. Episode... Uh, 105. And I about swerved off the road when traveling in New England and saw a porch roof painted paint blue. <laughs> Episode 99. He says, I could go on, but no, you are making a difference. I'll leave it for history to decide if you're adding value. Tweet that fished out of the official mailbag tonight. That's right. Here's the bag. Can you hear that? We'll send a... Uh, get some more out of here. We'll put a... Uh, picture up of it on the uh, Instagram and on the website. Now, Scott Spickard also writes in. He has some ideas for our podcast, which we won't reveal tonight because we're going to try to get him on the podcast. I hear he's a big fan. I think so. Okay. I hope so. He's sending ideas. Yeah, he's sending three ideas. So we're going to get back to get back to you on Scott. Uh, be prepared for a call. We might have you call in live. I won't give all the details to this piece of mail that we got, but um, somebody realized that they had thought they had listened to all the episodes. Yeah. But then they realized that their their platform had not downloaded all the episodes. No kidding. And so they had um, a bunch of the earlier ones that they hadn't missed. So they recently listened to Drive Like You Stole It when yeah. my car got stolen. Oh, that's a classic. And they had a story of where in the parking lot where they worked, um, cars would be randomly moved throughout the day, and they couldn't figure out why for months. Really? And it turned out, this was a nursing home, it turned out uh, in this particular community, people would leave their keys in their car. Yeah. And a gentleman from the nursing home would go and drive a car. Just go. And bring it back. He would just leave the leave. Yeah, but he wouldn't, and but he would park it somewhere else when he got back. So I'll keep all that anonymous to, uh, to protect the innocent. But I thought that was a great story. And also, so several new listeners have said, I've, got, I've had three people tell me, one from Germany said that she had been present at a cow tipping. Oh, this is big news, right? Yeah, but it was on, a, on the uneven hills of Germany. And um, they, I guess they had a running start and pushed them downhill. So we had. So this is. They were there. They actually yep, participated. They actually saw it. They saw it. Okay. So that's the second one. Remember, my yep. coworker. Yeah. A second present. person who overheard that conversation said she had been present at cow tipping. A third gentleman, uh, University of Virginia, said that three people on a hill tipped a cow. He was one of the three. So we've got. Uh, we're getting some compelling evidence for. It can be done. It seems like they need to be on an incline. <laughs> well, it, th- there you go. We still can, we can still do it. 
You can still do it. So there's actually uh, some T-shirts, rumored T-shirts of uh, cow tipping team, like University of Virginia cow tipping. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. All right. We'll see if I can get a picture of those. But this is all nice. This is all nice. But the real crux of the emails of the mailbag, let's reach into the bag again. (laughs) And uh, this is all really about the ice episode. Last week's the end of the ice age episode where um, you feel that ice is not... We don't need ice. Need was the key word. We don't need ice. We are an over... Let me quote you on some things, Uh, Cecil. (laughs) So we don't need ice. Uh, We are an over-iced culture. Right. There is no reason for ice in our modern technology. No need. Now, I'm not saying not a want. Oh, right. There's plenty of wants. That's right. You know, uh, Granny, uh, my... Uh, uh, Christy's grandma used to say, uh, you're not old enough for your wants not to hurt you, which I never really understood, but <laughs> she said it. So, but we got a lot of feedback on this. Um, so, have you got the ones that we got sent? Go ahead. Hit us with the first one. Okay. Well, yeah, well the first one actually came to you when someone approached you and said, is this about global warming? <laughs> right, yeah. I, 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 yeah, that's right. They, they were... They're, they're, uh, they were a little skeptical. I think they didn't want to. We didn't want. They, we didn't. They didn't want to get us us to get embroiled in a really big debate. But I. Oh, I think we have been. Embroiled. I think we have been. I, embroiled. Think, I it, think we're now we that edgy podcast. First of all, Cecil, mm-hmm. uh, your bourbon certificate is hereby revoked. Now this is an email. Yeah, this is a, this is a text. Yeah. From the Bourbon Stewards of America. No, it's not. <laughs> now, this is from uh, our our um, merchandise tester, Giorgio. Cecil, your bourbon certificate is hereby revoked. You cannot have a mint julep without well-curated ice. I was yelling at you on my way this morning. So. Yeah. And that we have expect, we have uh, suspected for some time that people yell at the podcast and throw their phones out of windows. Well, so now we, we have some proof. We well, we thought this would be the episode. Yeah. In fact, I believe I said if I was listening, <laughs> I would be throwing my phone out the window. What else you got? Uh, your brother. Yes. Okay. I found this to be the most polarizing podcast yet. Cecil has obviously never had to keep a cooler full of deer meat cold for days. Because his uncle Eric has a deer head in his freezer, nor has he ever seen a construction crew having their ice on water in 100-degree weather. His solution was everyone take a generator to the beach and keep their bait and drinks cold that way, or use chemical ice packs, which I guess are not made in a factory and encased in plastic. They somehow are produced in an environmentally safe way, maybe, these, these packs? Uh, Peter fell in line with these thoughts, but he is the guy that promotes slapping an alligator with a paddle. <laughs> I have done. A, well, I don't think I, I don't think that negates my testimony. I've done a lot of fishing without the single cube of ice, but I'll leave it at that. So interesting. We did talk about this at work mm-hmm. about putting an ice cube or one of these um, rocks mm-hmm. that have been in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And well, do you get the same cold performance mm-hmm. out of these? No. No. Why is that? I don't know, but you don't. <laughs> How do you know? Because I've tried it. Okay. Uh, I can tell you why. Why? 
I can tell you why. Because the rock mm-hmm. has a temp. When you first put it in there, it has a uniform temperature of 32 degrees or yes. whatever your fridge is. Okay, right. let's call it 28 degrees. 28 degrees. It's 28 degrees. Okay. Mm-hmm. As soon as you stick it in the liquid, the surface of that now drops eventually to the, the same temperature uh, of the liquid. Right, it goes to right? equilibrium. Yeah. But the center of your rock is cold, mm-hmm. but you have to have this heat transfer that moves and that's a lot less efficient and it's slow. Right. Whereas when you have a sa- the same size piece of ice, mm-hmm. as the water, as the ice turns the water and sheds off, you have a new layer yeah. and it's still 28 degrees. Right. Because to your point last week, well, the ice is at twenty eight, but the you know the water is still the, wa- right. the the coldest the water could ever get is thirty two. So, ice is much better than than rock than a rock. Yeah. Okay. It's it's so much better. So what else you got? Well, I could see some of your points. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see here. Okay. So this is this is um, I think I think this is from our our cowboy pinball expert. Mm-hmm. I could see some of your points, but I go the other way on this one. We will fill up a couple coolers when we go camping or host an event. I like ice and tea and soft drinks. I do agree we probably don't need ice. However, we don't need a lot of things. Most things in our lives are about convenience and want. I own five operable vehicles and have a company truck. (laughs) Cecil, you and I have cars that are not operable. (laughs) That's true. You don't, yeah, you don't, yeah. Was there anything in support of me so far? I don't think so. Let me see what this says. Uh, No ice? I love ice and eat a lot of it each day. I need ice. I make 48 ounces of tea with hot water each weekday. I fill a 32-ounce Nalgene with ice to pour in my unsweetened tea. Again. He's an electrical engineer for... Oh, so yeah. A, yeah, he's in the right. engineering category with you, man. So I, I think we're, uh, yeah, this, you had a lot of, they had a little pushback on this. What's your, what's your response? Are you, are you, uh, I, um, also, when I went to my office the next day, there, somebody had stuck my picture on vanilla ices. Oh, uh, we will put that on there. Is uh, that I'll what that it. was? Yeah, it was yeah, vanilla you did ice. Send that to me. And it said, no ice, ice, Cecil. Yes, and they had superimposed yeah. your face on. On vanilla ice. Also, I, I have been mocked for years for <laughs> ordering drinks without ice. Okay. Yeah. So well, I, we were at, I've never been a big fan of ice. We were at lunch today. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't have ice. Yeah. And actually, I didn't put ice in my cheer wine because I didn't want to <laughs> water it down while we were discussing things at the Creative Center for That Don't Sound Right. I didn't. When we did the episode, I didn't think that there would be so much reaction to it. But, and I really didn't. I really am not dug in on this point because um, uh-huh. I had gotten it from somebody else. And but I, the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. And I think it really does come back to the, um, the word need. That you don't need ice in modern society, but you know, plenty of us want it. But there is one application for ice that I found this that I found okay. that might. Let's hear it. Be completely legitimate. That not it's not a need. I mean, that's not a want. It's a need. Surgical ice. There are surgical companies ice. that make surgical slush. Okay. That are used during surgical procedures, and I don't know what it's used for, but I know somebody that helps market that surgical slush, and I, I'm assuming they use it to. I don't know what they use it for. Well, I imagine it's sterile. If though. I had to guess, is that when. I, I, I don't. I, if I had to guess, they 
it's to cool the body down, especially when they're doing open heart surgery Maybe and they have is. to bypass the heart right. and they want to keep the temperature down. There's some need, some call for a sterile surgical slush. Wow. Maybe that's Does it need. ever come out of the container? I, I'm, I don't know. Is it water? Yes. It is water? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or that was my impression, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so sterile surgical slush. I could see that being a need for ice. Are you willing to give up the slushing and the slurping? I've never liked slushies and slurps. Are you willing to give up the, uh, the snowball? I've never liked snowballs. Are you willing to give up um, being able to transport deer meat in a, in a cooler after, after I, deer hunting? You know, again, you, willing to, you have to ask me this. Are you willing to give that up? Well, I don't deer hunt enough to even, okay, to even so account for it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I, I don't. I think if you took ice completely out of my life, I would not. So maybe, not miss may, it. maybe the maybe the correct statement, Cecil, mm-hmm. is in today's modern society and culture, Cecil doesn't need ice. <laughs> I think. I, I think Can you're right. Can we go unplug this this ice maker? The ice maker in the refrigerator. <laughs> I think there are more people out there like me than not. There. Oh, you think? I think there are more non-ice people out there than you realize. Well, I think people would agree that there's a lot of energy spent in making ice. Are you, well, last week I don't think you agreed with me on that. What's that? That there's a lot of energy? Yeah. Oh, no, I would agree that there's a lot of energy spent making ice. Especially ice that's made off-site and then transported to another place to be sold in a refrigerator. I I think the most efficient way is to make it wherever you need ice or wherever you buy ice, preferably Mm -hmm. should be made on site as opposed to being put on a truck and then put in another cooler. Yeah. But that's probably not. It's like you owning a refrigerator, mini fridge, when you go to the beach, though. (laughs) That's a little, we're all, you know, it's difficult for all of us to own mini fridges. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I actually thought about running for president now on a anti-ice platform. Let's try, Let's. you want to just try city council first? And just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just polarize America even further into the pro-ice and the anti-ice um, factions. I, you know, you should... Maybe just walk up and down your street and do a quick poll. Do a quick poll. I did a, a fairly quick poll at, at work. And what day. did you find out? And I actually found there were some other people at work that were not big fans of ice. They're not big fans of ice. Mm-mm. Is that, are they? Uh, is this environmental reasons? Is this uh, temperature reasons? Is it? What, uh, what, what are the reasons? Cultural. Cultural. One had grown up in Germany, and ice was just not a big deal. Not a thing. Mm-mm. And I will say that when I was in China. When you went to a restaurant, they did not serve you ice water. Okay. They brought you hot water. Hot water? Mm-hmm. So you could put tea in it? So I don't you know. could make a tea? I never really figured out what why. Was the, you went over there, it was pretty hot at the time, wasn't it? Or was no, it was cold? cold. Okay. Yeah. But they would bring, a, just like we get a glass of water here, yeah. or used to, there, they would bring hot water to the table. Interesting. Yeah. And people drank hot And like, if you went... Uh, I noticed at several places, and this was for tea, that it, like here where you have a place you'd fill up your water bottle, yeah. there they would have hot water stations. No kidding. That you would fill hot up, up your tea bottle. That's, very, that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. I think it's a lot like sugar, ice is. Is that... Okay, now you're... <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that... Here we yeah, go. There are, some cultures, sugar isn't as big of a deal. And my so they come my, here and my they Texas take, line's blowing up already. <laughs> so they think that we have... Um, so we had an exchange student stay with us, and she was like, do y'all put sugar in everything? 
because everything was just very <laughs> and you, sweet. And there. you said no, we and also I, put salt in it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> she's like, because we had salad dressing one night, and she was like, what is this? And I was just like, well, that's just the way we figured out how to put sugar on lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just the same thing. It's cultural. You know, some cultures like, you know, like the Coca-Colas, when you go to the world of Coca-Cola and they have the soft drinks right, that they're, they're are different. very bitter mm-hmm. tasting in different cultures, I think. I think there's just some cultures that exist with less ice than we do. Thank you all for paying attention to the mail. We felt like we had to have an emergency mailbag just due to the response. Well, one, we got a mailbag. We got a mailbag, and there was some mail in it, so we had to... We, yeah. had to, we had to get it out. Yeah. We can, let's put everything back in. Yeah. So we had and, to do a mailbag because we got the mailbag. We got the mailbag. And we also had such a strong response to the ice, um, which is always makes me feel good when people are listening. and People are paying attention. Paying attention to what we're doing. So uh, we uh, left out uh, wonderfully made designs last week, but we're going to add them back in today. And we might actually have another appetizer on the horizon. In, the, in March. In March. We've got some negotiations to do, but they contacted us, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Very exciting. So Wonderfully Made Designs is a small business specializing in custom-made T-shirts and decals. Contact Casey on Facebook at Wonderfully Made Designs. 139.14 use code TDSR10 for 10% off your first order. Um, so that don't sound right, but you've come to the end of the mailbag episode of That Don't Sound Right. Before we close, we want to thank everyone for listening. If this is your first time and enjoyed the conversation, would you consider hitting the subscribe button or the follow button on the platform you listen with? Also, long-time listeners, or even a short-time listener. Would y'all go out there and give us a rating or leave us a review so everyone can easily find us and join the conversation? And share us on your social media platforms. That helps, too. Um, That Don't Sound Right is a production of TDSR Podcast in conjunction with Camel City Studios, and we're grateful for the creative center that opened today. Uh, I'm your co-host and sound engineer, Cecil Davis. Peter is your other host and our web designer. Camille is our part-time barista. Emily does our graphic design. Ella does our Instagram. Giorgio tests our merchandise. Brent is our international brand ambassador. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next week, keep talking. And stay curious.